Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Jock and Journo for another year. Scotty Penabry, a second season for us. Can you leave? Uh, can you believe they let us back on the air? Jay Clark, and of course the Collingwood captain for the fifth year. Scott, uh, how are you, mate? I've been very well, mate. Have a look at you. What? Yeah. Slimmer in person than I've ever seen you before. Well, I had to. What have you um, been doing? Fair to say, by the uh, spring racing carnival at the end of last year, I had to have a decent look in the mirror, Scott. And uh, it's nice to be back into some sort of regular fitting clothes, to be honest. So I was fat as a house. Uh, you gave me a spray, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to be normal size once again. So taking the feedback well, then I didn't. Uh, I needed to do some work, and I've done that. Hey, what about your big news uh, over the summer? Um, You've moved down to Frankston, Scotty. You, you were in Albert Park on this uh, great pad there in, in Middle Park with your lovely wife, Alex, and your son, Jax, but you buggered off out of Melbourne and you've headed down to Frankston. How's that going? Well, not quite Frankston, but, yeah, I've gone for a bit of a sea change, mate. And past Frankston. A little bit past, so <laughs> um, actually really enjoying getting out yeah. of Melbourne there. Um, sort of nice view of the beach and yep. the ocean and it's uh, very relaxing. So yep. when I'm here, I'm here, and then uh, when I get away, I feel like I'm really removed and... Don't have to worry about any of the extra things that that come with sort of being so close to the city. You are cool as a cucumber, mate. We know that. But how do you cope with the commute? It gets it gets all of us. How do you pass the time well, in, the, in a car? Because what are you doing? Two hours in the car each way? Uh, no, no, sorry, all together. No, each day? Yeah, it takes about fifty minutes to get in. So I leave by about just before six, and I'm yep. up here just before seven. So Jeepers. just get up and make a coffee, and on, off I go. Just the one. Just well, yeah. I can't make another one when I'm driving, <laughs> so I just tend to stick to the one coffee and. Yeah, it's good. It just I used to wake up at six o'clock anyway and just yep. sort of muck around at home. So now I just get up and go and um yeah, day off tomorrow, so you look forward to that. You can get a lot more done, I feel like, down there and yeah. just chill out and um enjoy some quality family time. You are building the dream pad. Um so this is only a temporary arrangement. You are building the dream pad in St Kilda. And uh, I'm excited El- to see Elwood, how mate. this is part of oh, Elwood, sorry mate. But uh, I've heard some snippets about uh, about your house, like a bit of a five-storey set-up. Uh, I've heard there might be a teppanyaki bar on the top level or something like that. Can you just tell us about this uh, magnificent uh, new house of yours that you're building? Yeah, so it's in Alwood. It's not actually five. It's just two storeys. Oh, um, yeah, but we've got the little teppanyaki set-up uh, in the kitchen. So if you ever want to come around for a bit of Japanese, we'll have to try and find a chef who knows how to use it because <laughs> I won't. But, um, yeah, I've got a few nice things in there, mate, yep. that – I uh, think that I've allowed myself to put in. We've got a bit of a, a man cave slash gym upstairs oh, now above you're the garage. Talking. Now and, you're talking. A uh, bit of a wine cellar sitting in there somewhere wine as well. Cellar. So Yep. Yeah, it's, gym, uh, we're about 12 weeks spa. away. Yeah, we've got a sauna, mm-hmm. uh, pool, gym. Yeah, so I'll be... Um, You'll never leave your house. Oh, I wouldn't have thought. It's hard yeah. to get you out as it is, but when yeah, you've got this yeah. place, you may, you well, may uh, never leave. It's copped a fair bit of airtime though. My house lately on Triple M. Wow. It's been getting plugged left, right and centre. My builder, so I'll give him another one, Nick <laughs> and Sebastian. Um, you boys have been fantastic. But um, I feel like plugs are that hard to come by these days yep. that I think on our show we should give plugs out for free. Okay. So anyone out there yep. that's got anything they want to send in, me and Jay will plug it for you. No charge at all. He's a small shoulders medium. And I'm large. <laughs> Coco is also, he might be kids' clothes. But yeah, if you're out there, you want something plugged, send yeah. it in. Um, we'll plug it for you. 
We're going to get to some footy chat in a second, but fair to say uh, you were also on the biggest junket of all time over in China. I saw you there meddling with some NBA superstars. What did you actually do in China, mate, the, uh, with the NBA guys? Because it looked to me as if you weren't doing much at all. Yeah, it came at a good time last year when I just broke my finger. I got, That's right. got the news of going to China. So, yeah, me and my two brothers headed over for four nights to China, Shanghai. How's that? Uh, unbelievable. What a city that is. And, yep. um, yeah, we went... Went to the NBA, watched uh, Golden State play Minnesota. So, obviously, like Steph Curry had 40 that game. Kevin Durant had 36 or something like that. So, um, Did yes. you meet those boys? Uh, didn't get to meet them. Went to the shoot-around, like watched them shoot around, all that yeah. sort of stuff. They, they were flat out when they're there because they've got their own endorsement deals that they're pumping up in China. Yeah. So, But, yeah, for me, my brother was a trip of a lifetime sort of bucket list thing. And, obviously, the, we just got announced, too, that we're getting a game next yes. year, USA versus Australia. What are the chances, Coco? What are the chances of Scotty here being uh, – Dollar one front row when uh, the NBA superstars come back. Will he be on the front row or not? I think that's where he's angling with these these promotions, these free <laughs> plugs. He's got to get a front row ticket somehow. Well, you boys after that won't be in my top ten. <laughs> Can you imagine how many texts I got yesterday about trying to get free tickets? Yep. So um, while we're on the NBA, yes, I think we've got to give a shout out. Joey Ingles yes. broke Utah Jazz all-time three-point shooting record yesterday. I think it's like 179. Made three pointers for the year or something like that. And so Joey, going. well done, and he actually is really keen to get on the show. So we will get him on, maybe around playoff time. Hopefully they get there. The Jazz are being on fire, uh, and with Simmons, Ingles, Mills, maybe not Bogut. And who's the other big guy who plays for Detroit? Baines. Uh, Baines. That's Boston. We, yeah, yep. uh, Boston. Sorry, could we we could we could medal. Yeah, three, we can absolutely medal. We we're so close last time to meddling. The meddling. Yeah. A bit of officiating against yep. Spain went went against us. Is this going to be another year of? Promises of getting NBA talent on the show without uh, nah, delivering? Nah. Or? Well, as I said to you boys all year last year, we need it to build. Yes. And we've, we've been nominated for some awards. Yes. Oh, we've, we've built nicely. Big. We've gone big. We're doing now we'll get the guests. Then. Now we'll get the guests in. Oh, easy. Hey, uh, let's talk a bit of footy. You received a nice little clip from your good mate, Jonathan Brown, on uh, I think it was Fox Footy uh, last night. He basically said that he wandered down to Collingwood's pre-season training. And you're all going, uh, getting going along in second gear, and it was uh, it was half paced and yep. and and poor. Um, what what, uh, what actually happened? Well, I only heard about it this morning. Yep. I had to go on Triple M this morning, so yep. I was in here doing a little bit of Pilates, and uh, media manager called and said, "Just a heads up, this happened last night on." Yep. Uh, and it was funny because I remember the exact ses- session that he come down, watched us. Yep. It was the day before we had an intra club the next night, but. He was probably thrown out of whack because it was a Wednesday that he was here. I remember it clear as down. I remember saying to one of the boys, I wonder what he thinks this is because he's come down. It's it's really low-key. Obviously, guys are trying to do whatever they can to get prepped. So it was prepped. a light session, specifically. Yeah, yeah, and it was up to individuals what you wanted to do. So a few guys come out, just had shots at goal, walked off the track, things like that. Yeah. Some guys stayed out there for an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you had a... You know, and, and in fairness to him, he's got other things to worry about, but he's come down and watched one training session in... I don't know how many we've had six months worth of training yeah. and he's just and he's caught that session and yeah. I'm glad he described it the way he's described it because it's up to individuals what they want to do and um, if you had said they were going you know balls out and holding nothing back well then probably in a little bit of strife aren't we if we're going that hard the day before a game then how has the pre-season been going how, how would you rate this year you know compared to previous years yeah we've obviously changed up a little bit with um, Kevin White coming into you know sort of the head role now yeah, and um, yeah, it's sort of a slight, a slight tinker from what we've done in the past. And so, um, what's that? Were you doing more or less of? Um, probably just just a new voice in front of the group, um, a lot more recovery based stuff throughout the week, and 
you know, booked bookended by some pretty big sessions here and there. So, um, you know, he's been under some great fitness bosses in David Butterfin, Bill Daverin, and then now he gets to, you know, put his own spin on it. Mm-hmm. So, boys have enjoyed that. We, we obviously went up in the first practice game, um, you know, like every team does. You go up there and you sort of don't know what to really expect. We yeah. got whacked by the Giants. And uh, last weekend down in Maori, we straightened ourselves up a bit and played a little bit more like how we think you know, we can play this season and, and played a really good good brand of footy. So did you experiment more first up against the Giants? Um, like, like different, did you, did you change game plans within a no, game? No, we didn't change game plans, but I just think we went out there and, um, you know, just wanted to see how we, how it would go. And we tried guys in different spots and had a look at a few different things. And that's what the practice games are for. We weren't going out there. Yeah, we want to win every time we step on the field. But yeah. we weren't going out there, you know, I have to play 90% midfield. Um, Adam Trelaw, you've got to get up for the game. Still side of them, you're playing wing. Yeah. You know, we gave guys a good look at different spots and you know, in saying that it's still we didn't plan to play the way we played. We played really poorly yeah. and we reviewed it really heavily. Yeah. But um, the beauty of practice games are it's the first one for the year and there's a lot of fumbles and it also shows you though, if you want to play the Giants in a talent match, mm. um, good luck. Shootout's gonna be difficult to win against them. Hey, the excitement is building because round one is just around the corner. You've got a fascinating matchup against Hawthorne. You've had a lot of good battles against them over the journey. Lots been spoken about, you know, uh, swapping more uh, and Reed for solo and Wells not playing uh, round one. The guy who really fascinates me, Scotland, who? is the former Sydney rookie from Wagga, Sam Murray, because there's a lot of talk about Collingwood's decision to trade a second round pick, future second round pick to get to get him in. Really a guy no one had ever heard of. And now he's going to take on the likes of potentially Cyril Rioli, Bruce, Puopolo, some dynamic Hawthorne small forwards. And in the past, when you look at the record, the Hawthorne small forward boys have really got the bet or have stitched you up a couple of times. Well, we wouldn't be the only side they've stitched correct, up. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> um, and Braden Maynard maybe moves up into the wing. So he really is an important player in the back pocket. Big back pocket. Can you tell us a little bit about Sam Murray because uh, he's going to play an important role for you? Yeah, he is, and um, he's he had a bit of a slow preseason because he came across um, with a bit of a sore knee and hip, so got yep. that cleaned up since Christmas. He's been faultless, and yep. um, yeah, his last game in that practice game against the Bulldogs, he just um, did everything we asked, does it really well, is yep. confident. Um, he's probably that player in the back line that we do lack a little bit. Sort of reminds you of a Ben Sinclair, that line breaking. Yep. Really quick, you know, he's bigger than you think. He's six foot three. Is he? Um, so yeah, and, he, and he's got all the attributes to play tall and small. So can he lock um, down? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Down. He comes from the Swans, so yeah, um, sort of in a lot of the Swans' bloods to be able to lock down um, guys. And yeah, yeah so their yeah, muzzle's been awesome. And um, you know, I share the locker next to him as well. And he's a nice, yeah. clean kid, very yeah. respectful. Yeah. Um, yeah, so looking Cock-a-lock. forward to seeing how he goes. What do you reckon when you, when you come to a club and you get the locker next to the captain? Like no, nothing you're going to do is going to be unnoticed. It's a bit of a short straw in a footy club. I think that's why you would be so tardy. You wouldn't want to put a, <laughs> a foot wrong, would you? Well, you certainly lived up to that. Oh, well played. Hey, we're going to do something uh, every uh, fortnight, Scotty. We're going to pick um, our certainty of the week. Yeah. And we're going to pick uh, our upset of the week. Is that well, that's what we're yeah, going to do, aren't we? Absolutely. So, uh, give us who do you think round one? Many upsets. It can be a tricky round. I've stuffed it up many a times. Who's your certainty of the week this week? Well, Scotty? I think round one is the hardest one. There yes. is no such thing as a certainty in footy. But yes, there is. I I think Richmond's momentum is just insane at the moment. Yep. Like that MCG Thursday night is going to be rocking. Can't lose the Tigers. Um. Oh, I think. Yeah, if they if they were to lose, it's going to be the smallest of the moment. So I think 
their confidence is insane. So I think I think Mate, they, the segment yeah, is so certainly yeah, the week. So You've got to up. declare them. Yeah, so they'll get up. Richmond will the win. The Tigers Thursday uh, night after the flag uh, unfurling. I was yeah. impressed. Their with confidence Carlton. is just. We say every year the team that wins, yeah. they almost get a free pass to about round eleven. Their confidence is just sky high. And Mick Moldhouse used to say it all the time: you've got to get out of jail card until about round eleven. That's right. Yeah. Um, we touching this just quickly. Do you think they'll employ the same tactics, like that that direct footy movement and that that frontal pressure, that searing speed and frontal pressure? You think they'll back in the same system? Yeah, I think so. I think everyone everyone sort of just looks at the grand final and thinks, you know, like this Richmond side's invincible and. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was like six or seven weeks before the grand final they lost to St Kilda by 100 points yep. so in their minds it's probably something they, they can get better at it they think they can get better at what they do they hit form you know, really well last year time they run perfectly yep. but they'll think they'll be able to get better go to a new level um, it seems like in the JLT they've got guys underneath that are hungry to, to pressure anyone yep. in that 22 that wants to slack off a little bit Shy Bolton comes in yep. so they're, yeah, so they're exciting and as I said their confidence is sky high and, and they've got Dusty Martin as well Love Dylan Grimes. He's such an underrated player. That He's got a winery down in... Does he? I think down Mornington way. He's uh, brother Jack who played we'll for Melbourne. we pod down there, or if you want to send us a bottle just of a wine, Dylan. Plug. Just a little plug of that. Send it yeah, in and we'll no, read it out. I've heard you've been skipping around the, the wineries down the Frankston way, Mornington Peninsula way. Oh, well, they're in the backyard there, mate, so you've got to go... Have a look at them. Where would you rather be? My certainty is Port Adelaide. I like them as a big top four chance. They'll stitch up Frio this week, who are going younger. I think they've got two debutants in, including their top pick, uh, Brayshaw, or one of their early picks, Brayshaw. Um, Fremantle, even with some injury issues, they have loaded up. I want to see Jack Watts do well, more than anything else, Scotty. Kick six in the last one, Yes, he? yes. He's been a uh, much maligned player, uh, Wattsy, but I'm on your bandwagon, son. So good luck. Hey, the upset, who have you got? Um, who, who's going to lose? Well, I think Brisbane will win against um, St Kilda at Etihad. So That's I, I like what I, I, Dane Zorko, Beamsy, Rich, um, Stefan Martin are sort of like that. Hodgie. Hodgie back. But the, so that Hodgie allows Rich to probably move up the field back into the midfield. Yep. Zorko's a gun. Beamsy's a gun. They, they're actually underrated. Christensen. I think, when they've got all their players on the park. So, um, yeah, as I said, it's, yeah, I think Brisbane can upset St Kilda. Well, I picked the same. We didn't discuss this earlier, but I watched I watched St Kilda twice over the preseason, and I was concerned because um, they didn't have any punch away from the stoppage. Their, their ball movement wasn't great. They played probably one good quarter of the eight yeah. that I saw, and and they've gone big in the forward line with Membry, McCartan, um, and Bruce. And at a time when a lot of sort of clubs are going smaller, it's it's an intriguing setup. I think Jack Billings can become an A grade midfielder, and we've seen a little bit of that. But for me, they're... Don't read too much into the preseason. Well, I have. Sydney Swans. That's what, exactly what I've done. They were horrendous in preseason and they've made top four for the last eight years. So. That's true. But that's because Ruzi used to say things like bored? go for it. media gets a little bit bored? We've got to come up with something, yeah, Scotty. Oh, absolutely we do. Well, uh, speaking of headlines, you set the cat amongst the pigeons uh, <laughs> when we were scratching around for things to say. When you oh, said in a not. tweet, Coco, correct me if I'm wrong here, geez, it's great the footy is back on tonight The uh, for the JLT competition, of course. AFLX it was. AFLX, sorry, excuse yeah, yeah. me. Now, of course the ladies have been having a kick for a couple of weeks now. I knew what you meant, mate. Um, I had to come out on Twitter and, and defend you. This is this Shouldn't is what felt like you had to defend me. Well, mate. I understood what you meant, but there was a little bit of the slip of the tongue. How did they, how how much did your phone blow up when you um, sent that one out? It was funny. I went down the street, come back, yep. having a coffee, 
our media manager rings and yeah. he's like, and is that normally so a good no, sign or a bad sign? Oh, well, I just I thought he's never in trouble. <laughs> initially, I thought, oh no, what's happened? Who's done something wrong? Yes. Like at the club. Yeah, what's Jordy? Steve up to? goes, oh, have you checked your Twitter? And so then I thought, oh, there's a big breaking story about the club on Twitter. What's it going to be? Yeah. I was like, oh no, I haven't, Steve. What is it? And he goes, oh, your tweet. Yeah. I said, my tweet, and I thought, oh, it's like. Has Jax randomly retweeted something on my yeah. phone when he's been playing with it? And he goes, oh, no, the tweet about the footy tonight. Yeah. I said, yeah, what about it? I still didn't get it. And then he's like, oh, it's, um, you know, the women's community is blowing up about yep. saying that, you know, their, their sport's been on for yeah. six weeks. And I was, You'd ignored them, Scott. No, I clearly hadn't. I was at the season opening game in the stands, Joe. Yes, were you there right. in the stands? No, but you were. Yeah. So You're part yeah. of the guard of honour. Um, but then it's... So I was watching AFL tonight last night. And yeah. mm-hmm. So Nez come out with how good is it um, footy's back in three nights' time. Yeah. I knew what she meant. Yes. I, I could if I went, oh, footy's been on for eight weeks. But, yeah, sometimes you just got to let that stuff pass. And if people were close enough to me that it concerned them and I knew them, yep. they'd ring and tell me. No yep. one rang me. Yeah. Keyboard warriors on Twitter yeah. who I have zero respect for. Yeah, so. yeah. You, you, Stiff. Yeah, I, I understood what you meant, mate. If you ever need some any tw- Thanks, twi- mate. twenty fifth, well, you did have a boxing mate. fight, didn't you? <laughs> I'm here, I'm here, I'm here for you. It's Anytime. good he had your back. I, w- I was about to defend you. I thought, nah, Jay's got it. <laughs> Jay's there. He's always there. <laughs> I'm here to help you, mate. Anytime. Hey, um, stock market. What are we doing? Yeah, are what doing are that? we doing? What are we doing? So we're we going to pick um, someone who's going to uh, rise up this rise year. Up. And we're going to pick someone who we got the slows on, or the slows? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> who who are you pick? Who are you buying? Who are you buying in 2018? I'm, I'm buying the yes. Brisbane Lions. Yes, I think their stocks going to rise. Have you been speaking to Hodgie lately or something? No, I had a good chat with Beamsy at the Captain's Day. Yep, Beamsy back for a full year is a big difference. He's one of the best midfielders in the comp. Yep. Um, and who's my slider? Who's your slider? Is the runners? You know, you're off them. The runners. Have you told Bucks about this? No, because they're back again. Yeah. They were gone. Yeah. Now oh, they're back. Yes. But they will slide this year. They will cop that much grief in the media yeah. that they will be gone by the end of the season. Well, how much value do you get out of them? Coaches think a lot. I, I reckon if I was a coach, I would think a lot. And if you're a yep. player, um, probably half of that. Do you listen to them either? Or? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely listen to them. But mm. um, yeah, I can see AFL's point of view of you know, why put them on the ground if we don't need them. And then coaches obviously think they're, they're crucial players. Um, yeah, I think for the more accepted senior experienced guys you can yeah. take messages in pretty quickly but I still just think their stock will, will slide what about you you got any funny stuff that are, what's the funniest runner moment you've ever had oh nothing you often tell them to piss off just <laughs> come up to you with something oh you missed this kick blah 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 it's like yeah well just see you later sorry Cobber yeah yeah um, look this might be uh, a little bit obvious but it's hard to see West Coast going up the ladder uh, this year I think I've got them sliding so stock down. a big uh, yeah transition year for them but remember West Coast a few years ago Scotty they were they're the masters of the quick bounce remember they went down for two years they got Nick Nat they got Andrew Gaff and then three years later they were in a, uh, a grand final they did get stitched up by Hawthorne but I think West Coast could fall and with Jeremy McGovern being on the free agency market a attracting $1.1 million offers a year. It will be interesting to see how he views the team because if, if they go down to the bottom four or bottom six or thereabouts, will Jeremy McGovern be looking at the Eagles and making a decision on how quickly their next window is going to reappear? Because free agents now are making a decision, A, based on money, yes, but they're also making a decision based on where they can have some success. So I wouldn't have thought that he'd be wanting West Coast to slide too far down the ladder. Yeah, well, we're going to hear about free agents all, all year, aren't we? We are. Tom Lynch, yep. McGovern, yep. 
Gaff, I think, is another one. Yep. Um, Fazen Reedy. We could put it on record right now that yep. all those guys, seven out of the clubs, will go for yep. if they come out of contract. Yep. So we don't even need to debate it anymore. Well, we will. That's the last I want to hear about free agents. Well, I'll be talking about it all year long. So You're not going to get an answer. I've told you this last the year. They're not going to ring you and say, Jay. <laughs> Who should we go after? Jay, mate, I'm going to go to um, Hawthorne, but just keep that under your hat. No, but they're weighing up these big decisions, mate. We're going to track the, the twists and turns like we do uh, every year. Speaking Tommy of... Tommy Lynch was down in Sorrento recently looking at property. Saw that. Yeah. Did you bump into him? No, but I, I said you if you ever need a place to stay, I'm going that way now, mate. So <laughs> yell out. I saw you picked him in your fantasy footy team. I Welcome did. to the pies. You tagged him in it. You're making your intentions clear. So hey, you, what do you think? You talk about not starting any speculation, it's and then you you say this thing about Sorrento. <laughs> now watch this. Power of social media. What do you reckon about the mid-season trade period? I think it's a 99% chance of coming in next year. Yep. Uh, would you be a Agreed. fan of it? Yeah, I think so. I think. Sort of in the middle of the year, I think, can be almost a little bit of a dead period. Yep. I reckon if the season – players all want, like, one buy during yep. the year. Have so the give buy. the whole league buy. Yeah. Have, like, a two-week trade window yep. where it can happen. Two, maybe one week. Well, if, if you finished it on the last week, then you had a week off. So maybe, like, a nine-day trade period. Yeah, maybe four or five. Whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Let's not get caught in the particulars, okay? <laughs> um, I think that the tra- it just spices things up a little yep. bit. and Yeah. Um, Obviously, the logistics of it all has got to be worked out, yeah. but I think it'd be a good thing for the game. So, just say there's a bloke like you know who I don't know, picking a name out here, right? Just say James Ash, who probably, you know been in and out of the team, you know hasn't had, uh, will be, might be looking for more opportunity. It really suits someone like him, isn't it? Um, or even you know one of your young blokes or Lockie Keith from a couple of years ago, um, last year. Last year, excuse, yeah. yeah, that happened last year. No? Yeah, yeah. Um, someone who's be looking for more opportunity. So yeah. Sydney need a ruckman now. Yeah. Um, having lost um, Tippett, I think Cal Sinclair is going to ruck for them round one. But they'd be—they're the kind of club who, halfway through the year, yep. be looking for some more rucks. Yeah, and like we, clubs could have gone for Devon Smith last year, halfway through the year, because yep. you know he was in and out of the Giants side. Didn't play finals. Didn't play finals in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and then, the, so the players would be four this year. I, I think so. I think um, yeah, it's more—it's more freeing up guys. So they don't have to sit there for a year. Yeah. Without, the and then you know get they get a chance to play and then yep. you know maybe the club that does take the risk gets first opportunity to resign them if they don't yep. then they become a free agent and can pick wherever they want to go. I like it. Yeah, so do I. Uh, so Jordy Dugowie has been in. The oh no! Game. What about media access pre and post games? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I well, I'm a big been, believer. You've got a campaign, you know, and I like it. I think that as players in the game, we should open it right up. Yeah. And. and so at the moment, I well, feel like – Well, I'm not sure why we don't. Maybe clubs are too protective of the IP and things like that. But it's to me, in 20 years' time, how's the game going to look? Yep. It's going to be that way. So why not do it now? Um, do Be the pioneers of it all. So basically uh, after every game. Well, before, before, before a game. game and yep. so up until, say, 40 minutes before the bounce. Talk to whoever. Media's got access to talk to whoever they want. Yep. After a game, for the first half an hour, you've got access to talk to whoever you want. Yeah, Every player's available. Yeah, every player's available. Win or lose. Because I hate the idea that when you lose but you play well, you have to do the media because yep. we're trying to look after the guy who didn't play too well. Yeah, um, It's a ruthless industry, but I think by doing that, it creates – there'll be more stories out there and you don't have to search for stories. You don't have to, you know, oh, I heard this from a source, whatever. There's, there'll be stories everywhere that you can run with and – um, we'll be able to build player relationships better with the media because you're going to see the same faces in the rooms post-game. and yep. I think it would be a good thing. And it gives – ultimately what it all leads to is it gives the fans more engagement, more insight. You know, if you're sitting at home and you're not happy with how we played, you can stay on the 
on the feed for another half an hour and you hear me talk yep. straight away. You yep. don't have to wait till Monday. When it looks crap, looks like garbage, when I walk into the football club, I've barely slept. I walk in, I've yep. got a coffee in my hand and there's people stopping me in the car park. Yep. Just get it straight from me after a game. Yep. Saves you or from a, anyone. Yeah, from anyone you want. And before a game, would it affect you or your performance in any way, shape or form? And maybe, you know, you're obviously a 14-year veteran now or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, would it affect your performance if you spoke to a radio station or whatever before you played? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Not mine. Some guys it would. But maybe you have like a list of 10 guys that yeah. pre-game want to do it. Or available. But said, if I'm looking 20 years down the track and we start doing it now, in 20 years' time, guys won't even know that. Yeah. What used to go before then. So. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of opening the game up more. Hey, uh, Jordan Degoe, he's uh, been in the news. Obviously, he, uh, he, you were part well, of Well, he the... should just be able to put his hand up, yep. apologise like he did, yep. and then we move on. Well, tell us about his pre-season. Before that happened, tell us about his pre-season beforehand. Because, it, and this probably hasn't been documented just yet, but he'd been going quite well yep. up until he had that brain fade. Yep. You so, tell us about yeah, his so progress his, Yeah, so his progress was really good. Come back... Um, you know, he's a big unit, so really strong in the gym. Um, you been working with him? Yeah, I'd been doing a bit of stuff with him in the gym, and then um, within the space of about six weeks, I wanted to find a new partner because he just put me to shame. <laughs> so um, no, strong, strong kid, training really well, and, we and then had the brain seen fight. that from him. Had no, we? no, like, hadn't. He, he hadn't been. Yeah, that's what you were looking for. Yeah, him. so that the football side, and I think I've said this a number of times, his yeah. football stuff when he's here. Is really good, but he's like every 21-year-old. They face challenges with the decision-making aspect of it all. And yep. He's got so much better, but he's got room to go. And we expect he's kids that play 20 – like he's 21-year-old, you put him in society, he's a professional kid. Yep. You know what I mean? So, But at football clubs, we expect 100% Elite. compliance. So he's getting there, and that's the the battle you face with every player. You, you're yep. working with them, um, and Jordy's – yeah, he, he put his hand up, he owned up, he went away for four weeks, did the salvo stuff. He's still doing that now. He's not drinking for the whole season. Yep. He's found some balance outside of footy as well. So, um, so you're pleased with his response? Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to you know, when he gets over this little niggle that he's yeah. back. How do you know as a leadership group? When you, I'm always fascinated by the decision when you've got you know, three blokes or four blokes sitting in judgment of one guy and he's, and he's been in front of you before. Like it, I just wonder what have you got to see or how do you know when he is you know, reformed or committed or, or when, when do you know he can come back and rejoin the team and he's got you it's, trusting It's sort of like when, you, when Collingwood fans watch us this year, mm. they've heard all the talk but they won't believe it till they see it and that's what we're like. Yep. Um, so, you know, we've got reports though from people that he worked with, um, you know, all that type of stuff. He showed that up you, that on you time. Do. Yeah, he was, and he was really good. They said, you know, really engaging and um, yeah. So, and we, as I said, we're working with a 22 year old kid now who's um, really trying hard to improve his decisions off the field, and he's uh, yeah, he's doing well. And um, yeah, we want everyone to be perfect, but it's an imperfect world. Mm. Uh, Got to be forgiving. I'm forgiving of your kit. Because I'm not sure what you think, Cocker, about <laughs> this. I'm not sure if this is even new Puma gear or retro Puma gear. What, just, what is it? Just be careful. He's going for the plug. The Puma Diamond team. Um, yes. You're going to bring some interesting kits to Jock and Jenna because we are going live. We're going to live stream Cocker at some point, aren't we? Yeah. At, some le- point. at least it's not the builder on the front and back. We heard about that. Yeah. I kind of expected it, but. My builder's hoodies are so comfortable, too. Really? So nice. we'll get a good taste when people send in stuff. Wouldn't, what's happening? Wouldn't it be nice, Cocker, to rock into work every day in your tracksuit pants, etc.? Where are they, they going to send all this stuff? Where's people going to send their stuff? They want plugs. Cocker? Uh, just 
Inbox me on, inbox, on Twitter. Inbox us on Twitter. And uh, before we go, mate, anything? Uh, any, and the boys. So Reedy's got he's engaged. Reedy got uh, engaged on the weekend. To Aaron and shaved his bond. Yeah. In the process. Nice. So yeah. He actually looks. He's better looking with a shaved bond. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Unbelievable. Right. Uh, rare. So Reedy and Aaron. Yeah. Well done. Congratulations, Reedy. Couple of years too late, but you got there. <laughs> well, we want a big year from you, uh, Scotty, and the Pies boys. Um, been a couple of years since you've been to the finals, mate. So we're looking That's forward it. to. <laughs> Riding the Collingwood wave all the way to September. Ah, it's good to be back, mate. This year. Well, that's been Jock and Jerno, um for another week. Looking forward to another big year. Cocker, you're going to get us on a live stream very soon. Cheers, uh, And be funny as always. Scotty, all the best. Looking forward to some uh, more exceptional kit in a fortnight. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye.